politics has never been stranger or more online, which is why the politics team at Wired is making a new show, Wired Politics Lab. It's all about how to navigate the endless stream of news and information and what to look out for. Each week on the show, we'll dig into far-right platforms, AI chatbots, influencer campaigns, and so much more. Wired Politics Lab launches Thursday, April 11th. Follow the show wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Happy holidays, everyone. Glad to have you back. Glad to start the new year. Hope you had a wonderful holiday season, whatever you were doing. We have all been just sort of doing our thing last couple of weeks. Do we have a guest this week? Wait, guest. Well, I knew I knew I forgot something. Travis. I have on the list. Wait, wait. Do we have a guest? I think we tried and they were flying Southwest. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we're flying solo this week. <laughs> no guest, but we are going to keep you abreast of breaking news and cyber, et cetera, et cetera. So welcome to What the Hack, a show about hackers, scammers, and the people they go after. I'm Adam, cyber spider smasher. I'm Bo Cyber, and just going to let that be in the imagination of our listeners. Bo has a uh, stegosaurus with a really bad prolapse, apparently. I think it's a... (laughs) It's a hernia. (laughs) And I'm Travis, Cyber Cheese in the Mousetrap. And last week, we took you back through what we thought was a really wonderful year, wonderful guests. And today, we're going to look forward. We're going to look at what you should be doing for the new year to keep yourself safe, bouncing off the news. This is something. I got a nice holiday gift. I got the Kenneth the Bear sweatshirt in the mail. And they're fabulous, right? I love them. It is, but Bo, I don't know how small you think I am. That was a double extra large. No, it was just a large. Oh, you got a large? Yeah. You're supposed to have a double extra large. Yeah, I I tried putting it on. I almost like fell over. (laughs) I have no idea where they are or how to get them, but everyone listening, the exciting news is you're going to be able to buy the Kenneth the Bear sweatshirt. Here's the sad part. Until we can figure out better printing methods, it's only, it's 75 bucks, which is kind of expensive. Five times the price. We should do more. Do we think 75 is too much, Adam? It is. In 2023, as soon as we figure out production, because right now they're way too expensive, we are going to make these available and they are pretty cool. And we're going to try and get them to you for like 50 bucks. Did you see this story, Adam? I sent it to you when you were on your cruise. When I was in my house, which was minus eight degrees. Gosh, you have the best timing for vacations. Are you you accusing me of Ted Cruz? He did that, didn't he? Scoundrel. No, I wasn't accusing you of that. But you do have uncanny timing when it comes to vacations. You always seem to be somewhere (laughs) nice when the weather's inclement. Anyway, the story I sent you, in case you missed it, some people bought a storage device on eBay. I believe it was a storage device. 
when a German security researcher, Matthias Marx, found a United States military device for sale on eBay. Marx gambled a little and placed a low bid of $68. When the device arrived with a memory card still inside, Marx was shocked to realize he had unwittingly purchased the names, nationalities, photographs, fingerprints, and iris scans of 2,632 people whose biometric data had allegedly been scanned by U.S. military. But on the thing they bought, it had retina scans, fingerprints, you name it, of all military personnel? There were a lot of military personnel, but also people who were uh, going in and out of military bases, I think, in Afghanistan. This is a colossal, colossal failure on uh, the part of whoever it was that allowed that to get uh, onto eBay. Yeah, no, I'm actually looking across the room right now at an old computer that I haven't gotten rid of because I don't have a charger to turn it on to wipe it. So mm -hmm. it's just sitting there. But Adam, do wow. you not also have some, I see behind you, for instance, as I look at you on the video, as we sit here doing this podcast. Yes, sir. A printer right you mean now. the one that's not scanning or printing very well today? That one? And if you got rid of that printer because it's not working so well, you'd be in danger of sharing your information with people. Yeah, 100%. Printers actually have onboard data storage, so they will save the most recently printed documents on them. Well, that reminds me of a story about my scanner back in the 90s. Yes. Mm. Um, oh, oh, that Still scanner. Still to forget that one. Yep. So back before digital <laughs> You're things, dying to tell this story. I can't help it. It's funny. I, in a perfectly consensual situation, I decided it was a smart idea to, let's just say, scan. Well, let me, that's exactly what I did. I scanned a part of my body and I sent it to my beloved who had requested this. And it was all great until you the next sat morning. on a copy machine? I, it doesn't matter what I did. I held it in a certain place and I got the scan. It worked. Oh. It actually required quite a bit of experimentation, but I got the picture. And, and then, contortion, I assume, too. Let me tell the story. So then okay. the next morning, Travis, Travis and I have worked together since the late 90s. Travis came into work and turned on his computer and what should flash up first on the screen from the scanner? Oh, and I was 18. No. So. And he was not expecting it and he did nope. not ask for it. There's an eye opener. Yeah. <laughs> what else stores information? Like the microphones that we're all using right now, they don't store information. They just no, they do not. transmit information. Yep. But, no, but, uh, but fax, fax machines do. They actually had a printing roll inside of them that transferred the ink. Was an, it was kind of a film onto paper. So when that roll was used up, you could unroll the used up roll and read every single thing that had been faxed. It was a physical copy of everything you'd faxed. I, I'll give you another story. A young father went out to buy one of, remember like royal typewriters and the little word processors that we used to use? And yeah. That you would do correct to type and all that. And there was a ribbon. Yeah. So he bought one out of surplus mm -hmm. at some surplus sale, mm -hmm. brings it home, puts it in his office, walks back in his office, and his three-year-old daughter has managed to get her hands on the ribbon and had unspooled it from this device. Yeah. He was obviously very concerned as he was picking it up off the floor. And he suddenly noticed that there were names, social security numbers, 
dates of birth, turned out that the health department in Virginia had gotten rid of this word processor and forgotten to destroy the ribbon. And this was information involving people who had suffered health after effects from the attack on the Pentagon on 9-11. It's very specific and very usable because it's very specific. And that's something that we talk a lot about on this show, which is your information is important. Your anonymized information is less valuable and important. But if we can re-identify your information, it becomes pointedly specific in a way that can endanger you. Specifically, it can help you get hacked. Do you remember the right. story where they, they, they found through tracking the searches of one particular person on AOL, they were able to identify that individual? There was a researcher, DeMont Joy, who was able to take metadata, anonymized metadata from credit card companies and match them to Instagram posts about food. And he could re-identify that that was the purchase at that place, that meal. And therefore, I know that's the person. With uh, 98% uh, accuracy. Yeah, it was startling. Meanwhile, we certainly know that Alexa and Siri only, you know, use anonymized data. Do you know, I heard our friend Susan Bennett today. Uh, it was very uncanny because I was driving. And if you use a GPS in your car, just remember that that GPS that's feeding you information about where you want to go is also recording where you're going and it is selling that data. So next time you go there, it will send you an ad saying, hey, did you know there's a Dunkin' Donuts right here? Google has actually landed in some pretty hot water in the past year because even if you turn off location tracking for Google Maps, they uh, were found to have still been storing that and using that for ads. Well, I was getting pretty close to furious with my GPS because it kept not hearing me say Brooklyn. It just, I don't know what it thought I was saying, but it did not, it didn't compute. It doesn't matter. The point was I was being scolded over and over and over again about my annunciation by Susan Bennett, our buddy who hates <laughs> Siri. And I was like, this voice sounds familiar and it's really annoying the shit out of me. And it was Susan Bennett. It's like, we had you on the show. And you're not, you're not doing what I need you to do, lady. I think one thing I've been finding is my uh, sister-in-law's name is actually Alexa, and uh, she does not think it, it's funny at all when I call her Siri. <laughs> oh, I have a friend named Siri who will actually walk out of the room and never talk to you again if you say, hey, Siri, to her. So here's the deal. I use Yahoo Finance. I use it to make money because it works not just because they're a sponsor of the show. Heck, I've been using them for years before they ever called to become a sponsor. I do a lot of investing and I need to make split second financial decisions and that's where Yahoo Finance comes in. I trade stocks and I trade options and you can't trade them in a vacuum. You've gotta know what's going on. Yahoo Finance gives you the opportunity to look at the whole picture. I mean, breaking news, editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts. I love the customizable charts. They have it all. At Yahoo Finance, I'm part of a community of over 90 million users. You heard me. 90 million folks use Yahoo Finance because they're helping you on your way to financial success. Visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination. That's yahoofinance.com, 
yahoofinance.com. Let's talk about weight loss. Most of us have been there, struggling with the ups and downs. You lose some weight, then it creeps back. But forget those endless cycles of juice cleanses, soup diets, and the latest fad workouts. There's a better way. The Rope Body Program pairs a weekly weight loss shot with a real lifestyle change so you can lose weight and actually keep it off. Need support? Rose got you covered every step of the way. And guess what? You can do it all from the comfort of your own home. No more doctor's appointments, no more waiting rooms. It's that simple. Ready to take charge of your weight? Head over to row.co slash Adam to sign up today. Average weight loss is 15 to 20% in a year. That's with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to row.co slash Adam. Sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash A-D-A-M. I mean, I think at the end of the day, even if you're trying to do everything right, your data is not always safe. That that does bring up the uh, last pass data breach. Uh, that happened that ended up being a lot worse than they initially I don't uh, want to hear about last patch data breaches because I use them okay well, just remember last pass does not get a hall pass on this one what happened they got breached and they swore up and down that their uh password vaults were not compromised and mm-hmm. apparently they were or at All least of them? Uh, uh no quite a few of them so that's something where like we're hoping that they're still uh, encrypted and that the encryption is strong enough to be able to protect it but at the same time LastPass was not being quite as open and upfront, so it ends up making you wonder if there's something else that they're not telling us at this point. Hold on. How come I didn't get a note from LastPass telling me to change my passwords then? Exactly. I intercepted it. You did not. Mm. Yeah, that that's the concerning thing. <laughs> that was that, not much of a fight you put up there, Adam. <laughs> so it could be your account was not compromised, but one of the main things about it is we've seen time and again companies that aren't really being that forthcoming after they get a breached but if you have a company that's by definition a cybersecurity company that's supposed to be protecting your data you want them to be as forthcoming as possible and to let you know as much as possible about the nature of a breach the what was compromised what's gotten out in the wild and so on and they kind of dropped the ball here kind of i'm furious they totally it's better to be forthcoming than backsliding right exactly so it's it's definitely not a good look but i think one of the main takeaways too is that you don't want people to not use password managers anymore if they just go back to just using the name of their dog or something like that that's still a greater risk so what i am going to do when we finish recording (laughs) is i'm going to change every sensitive account on Mm -hmm. my last pass vault and the the way that you can do that because i'm immediately thinking like okay what do i need to do the first thing i'm going to do is i'm going to go into LastPass and i'm going to break down my accounts by finance Mm -hmm. and travel and Mm -hmm. i'm going to change all those passwords because i don't want my miles to get stolen and i don't want anyone to break into my financial accounts the next thing i'm going to do is do any recurring payments that i have and then i don't really care (laughs) (laughs) fair enough but when if when it comes to the financial stuff, I am going to change all that today. See, but if you're if you're as one with the universe, you don't have recurring payments. There is a oneness. No, no, no. That's called wealthy. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> 
So, actually, look, to reiterate, there's no thousand percent foolproof way to be cyber hygienically pure. You can't. And we're a password manager is certainly better than you trying to remember a zillion passwords or you using the same ridiculous, easily decipherable password across your universal websites or having a little stickum on your computer where possibly most people traipsing through your house can find it. Uh, it still has risks. It's not the silver bullet but it certainly gives you several arrows in your quiver. So allow me to say that a little more succinctly. Use a password manager. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but just know that it's not, it's not going to necessarily work all of the time because nothing works all of the time. And that's another reason why even if you go and change all your passwords, like I was just suggesting, if you don't have two-factor authentication set up on those accounts, it doesn't really matter. So really all the practices are what keep you safe, not just one thing. I do everything because I don't know which one is working. And the problem is you may never know which one is working or not working until one of them stops working. And then- Or if all of them stop working. Right. <laughs> all of them. If you have ma a major catastrophic breakdown. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Speaking of, Bob Sullivan's dog got his uh, Instagram account back. Yes. So Rusty. that was a nice little Christmas miracle there. Yep. So shout out to Bob and Rusty, who are now happily back online being best friends. This spring, get out there, enjoy the weather, and recapture the magic of riding a bike with electric e-bike. With an amazing variety of models built for riders of all abilities, it's never been easier to fall in love with riding again. Plus, every electric e-bike ships free and only requires quick, toolless assembly. This is my first ever e-bike, and the experience has just been great. I was a little bit intimidated at first because I hadn't gone biking in a while, but the 500-watt motor that the electric e-bike comes with really gives you a nice little boost, especially if you're trying to go uphill or pick up some speed. Data shows that e-bike riders take their bike out more often. That means you get more exercise, more exploration, and wait for it, fresh air. And riding an e-bike isn't like, it's not cheating. It's just making it possible for you to be out there longer on each ride. And speaking of things going a little slower, you can finance electric e-bike for as little as $49 a month. Get into spring with electric e-bikes, the number one selling e-bikes in the nation. Get your adventure started at electricebikes.com. And please mention that What the Hack with Adam Levin sent you in the post-checkout survey. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Bikes.com. It's time for the tinfoil swan. Our paranoid takeaway to help keep you safe online. So what do you have for us this week, Travis, you lollipop-licking owl? <laughs> One, oh. two, three. <laughs> Uh, well, we're coming out of the holiday seasons, and one thing that always makes me wince when I see it. Wince? What? Happy people? Kittens? I happen to love kittens, guys. Okay. It's when people post their vacation pictures in real time on social media. You know, you're a bad one, Mr. Grinch. I mean, what's the problem? Give it a break. Uh, Travis, I don't know. Adam, I loved seeing pictures from your vacation, which your wife posted incessantly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually do like watching your vacations through through Heather's Instagram, 
but it, it is an issue if you're posting stuff on publicly accessible accounts. We talked a lot about, you know, the dangers of oversharing, especially on social media. But vacation posts do open you up to a lot of scams. Right. You're signaling to people that you're not at home. You're probably not checking your emails as often. Or monitoring your accounts. One of the three M's. <laughs> Please give me a break. Adam, I think you were doing nothing but monitoring your accounts during your vacation. <laughs> How many texts did we get, Travis? Of What is this? What is that? Many. Yeah. Or, uh, but, it's but, just, <laughs> that's just reading. Then it's like, what are you doing? I'm reading. You, some people read a novel. You read your bank statements. But here's the deal. When we go away, we are for sure letting our guard down. Even if you have someone staying at your house, like you, you were signaling. I mean, I almost took the 14-hour drive to Adam's house to go Grinch's Christmas. I saw on Heather's account, you guys opening presents, so I know nobody's took your stuff. And it also, I mean, it gives cyber criminals an extra in for their uh, phishing attacks. If you know that someone's in Hawaii and kind of frolicking on the beach, you can just email one of their colleagues and say like, oh, hey, I'm locked out of my account. Can you send a password reset to then just whatever at gmail.com? You know, there was actually a site many years ago called Please Rob Me. And that's where they took the most outrageous examples of people sharing the minute-by-minute minute happenings on their vacations, which would tell burglars, robbers, stalkers where they were and where they weren't. Right. All right, so what should people do? Go slow. That's what you should do. Right. Just wait. It's nice, at least for some people, to see that their friends and family are having a wonderful time somewhere exotic, like a yacht or a cruise or the beach or something like that. Not talking about anyone specific. But, <laughs> but look, you know, I think what we try to tell people is... It is better to share the memory than the moment-to-moment -moment experience when you're on the road. So you should really wait till you get home before you decide to share every photograph with everybody you know before you get back. If at all. <laughs> yeah, or, you know, Travis is kind of a bah humbug when it comes to this. So I'll say, like, I'm with Adam. Like, you just wait till you get home unless you have someone staying at your house. If you have someone staying at your house, and they have a gun and a bear, then do whatever the hell you want. <laughs> Just as long as that gun or bear are not pointed at you. Yeah, no, they're pointed at the intruders. How do you point a bear at someone? <laughs> you go, you go bear. Kenneth, Sick eat, eat that person. Yeah. Just imagine, unless it's a really tiny bear. Kind of, you, know. you grab his big, delicious, furry head, and you point it at the enemy, and you go, eat, eat. And you, and you go, boozy, 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 boozy. Yeah, I'll let you guys you try that one it. first. Travis, it's not a really useful question. What the Heck with Adam Levin is available wherever you get your podcasts. If you like it, consider rating us on your favorite podcast service or writing a review. It really helps people find the show and makes me so happy. What the Hack with Adam Levin is a production of Loud Tree Media. It's produced by Andrew Steven. You can find us online at adamlevin.com and on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Adam K. Levin.